Thank you, True Worshippers, for that rendition. Um, good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's Tribe service. Um, I believe that you had a great day, and uh, uh, we are here to dig deep into the Word of God once again. And um, I believe that as we do so, the God of heaven will open our eyes and our minds to know more uh, of the things that he has written and of the things that we need to take on board. Before we start, let's just have a word of prayer. Father, we give thanks unto your holy name for today. We honor you. We give you all the praises and adoration. We thank you for helping us through the day. We thank you for all the great things you've done in our lives. We thank you, Father, because you have brought us into another service unto you. We pray that, God, as we listen today, O oh Lord, we shall learn new things, new uh, insights will be given to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that, God, you take the stage, Lord. Have your way. Let every word that comes from this pulpit today, let it be words of wisdom, words that will change our lives for the better in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen and amen. Um, welcome to service once again. And um, I believe that um, we... Um, we have been listening to uh, the book of James for the past few weeks, and um, we are also continuing in that manner today. Um, we'll be starting with um, our Bible reading from James chapter 2, verse 14 to 26, uh, and I'm reading the TPT version. Um, it says from verse 14, My dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith ha save, any, save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry and you leave them saying goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them with a coat or even a cup of soup, what good is your faith? Verse 17 says, So then faith that doesn't involve action is phony. But someone might object and, say, object and say, one person has faith and another person has works. Go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works as proof that I believe. You can believe all you want, that there is one true God. That's wonderful. But even the demons know this and tremble with fear before him. Yet they are unchanged. They remain demons. Verse 20 says, O feeble sons of Adam, do you need further evidence that faith diverged from good works is phony? Wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his action cooperated with his faith? And by his action, faith found its full expression. So in this way, the scripture was fulfilled. Because Abraham believed God, his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. So he became known as the lover of God. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by faith alone, but by his works. Verse 25, and the same is true of the prostitute named Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes by her works. For she received the spies into her home and helped them escape from the city by another route. For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead corpse, so faith without the expression of good works is dead. Uh, that is dead is with an exclamation mark. I think it's like he shouted at that point that it is dead. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank God for that Bible reading. So what are we going to be doing today? We are going to be talking through um, this uh, verse 14 to 
26. Um, so basically, what uh, we could decipher from this particular set of verses is James or Reverend James, as I call him, was trying to um, show um, some people why faith without the commensurate works is a, is dead. He was trying to make it clear to them. But even if you look at it, it's as if most of the time when he starts talking about it, somebody will always object to say, no, it's, it's not like that, James. This is how it is. You know? And um, through all these verses, the, the word faith works was expressly mentioned just for emphasis. And um, so, I mean, when I started looking at this, I was like, okay, so what is faith? I mean, as a child, you go through Bible verses, they will say, okay, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, oh, now faith is the evidence of things so for, you know, like, by the time you see things like that, you get accultured to things like that. You believe that faith is something that you just think about. It's not something that you carry out, you know. So what is faith? According to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, now faith is Confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. This is what the likes of Abraham, Isaac, the people of old were commended for. They never saw Jesus, but they believed that there will come a time when they when the Savior is going to come to, to earth. Now, now faith is the confidence that we hope for, meaning that we have confidence in something. We have confidence in our God. We have confidence in his word. We have confidence in the things he had said prior to now. We have confidence in the prophecies that has come from the pulpit or from things that we have heard, you know? And then the assurance that it will be done, you know? So when you look at that, you discover that whatever we are talking about, your faith is something that you should hold on to. Something that you know will always come to, is, is a sure banker, I would, let me just use that word, it's a sure banker for you, you know. Verse 3 of, uh, let me say this, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. God created everything from nothing, you know. If you believe that, you have faith. If you believe that God created Everything without even seeing anything. You have faith. You know? Um, so I was, I was thinking aloud this afternoon, and I was thinking about uh, Papi's message over the weekend. And I just saw that there was, everything he was saying was clear, was clear. It was very apt over what he was saying. He said, the ultimate experience of lifting is to be carried on eagle's wings with you trusting the Lord, faith that is capable of training you to live the life of victory and blessing to yourself and to others. God is not making you to recreate things. He's not trying to tell you that you should create things from nothing. He's telling you that you are going to stand on already established name, the already established name of Jesus. If you do that, you have faith. You know? One of the things he said again, he said, when you are on eagle's wings, it is synonymous to having faith. Have you received the prophecies that was said on the, on the pulpit on Sunday? The ones that were said during the vigils? The ones that were said during the prayer time, the, the prayer period, during the Thanksgiving period? Have you received them? That's the question that you need to answer by yourself. Faith. Again, faith is what God uses to make us to understand his own ways, you know? Let me take something out of what Pastor said over the weekend also. You know, I, I was thinking about when the children of Israel were walking to the wilderness for how many years? 40 years. And in 40 years, somebody is wearing the same clothes throughout. It is not dirty. It is not torn. It is not, you know, and <clears throat> after GWD, I went to check my clothes. The clothes I bought a year ago, they are either tight or rumpled. Some of them, even some, because of the fact that, you know, we are, not, we are working from home and you are not wearing all your beautiful attires, some of them, they are already stuck somehow, you know. 
So I was now wondering, if clothes that I bought in one year can be like this, how come someone can be walking in the desert for 40 years and his clothes is looking like a runaway, runway attire? You know, those runway models when they are walking, they wear it only once, you know, and that is faith. You may not understand it, you may not know how it's coming out, but you need to believe it. You need to believe it. So let's go to the other side of it. You know, we have talked about faith. Well, let's talk about the works. What are works? What are deeds? I mean, as the KJV says, deeds or works is their actions. Usually it is always assumed that deeds are good, you know, unless expressly stated whether it's a bad deed. But most times when you say deeds, it's always a good impression. You know, synonyms of these are can be action, work, expression, and so on. You know, it's an action word, meaning that if deeds or good works are action word, that means there are, there are things that you need to do. There are, there are steps you need to take. There are things that you need to carry out. They're not just things that you just think in your head and you let it go. By what we have read, the work that is expected of you is the proof of your faith. The work that is expected of you is the proof of your faith. This is how we prove our faith in God, how we prove our faith in his prophecy, how we prove our, our faith in his word, how we prove our faith in his dealings with us. Praise the Lord. So I, I will just go through, so James chapter 2 verse 14 to 17, I, I will just read and just um, delineate some things that we need to just take on board and I mean, they are just learning points that I believe that we can take on board. They, they, they really minister to me and I believe that it will minister to you too. Um, verse 14 says, my dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry, and you leave them saying, bye-bye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat. But you don't provide with a coat or even a cup of soup. What good is that faith? That's what 17 says. So then, faith that doesn't involve action is folly. I, 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 I mean, as like pastor, I will always do calculations or equations on this. Faith minus works is equal to dead. It's zero. I wrote it, I said, faith minus works, action in bracket, equals to dead, zero. You know, and I said, that, that, that faith that is exhibited, that is, that where, where work is removed from it, is lip service faith. I just say it. I don't mean it. You know, I remember sometimes, sometimes when I was some churches I've attended before, they would say, you know, when you, when you come in, they they call it, they just you claim anything. I see somebody's restore, I claim it. I claim it in Jesus' name. I claim it in Jesus' name. I claim that. I call that. I claim it faith. It is a dead faith because if you claim it and you don't do the works to get what you are claiming, it will not come. It is dead. That is what I called my pastor said it faith. Ah, preach it, pastor. Pastor said it, but you are not taking any steps. You are not. You are not taking steps to to you 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 want to become the best singer in the world. You are not taking steps to do voice training, to do this, to do that. But God has promised you. Pastor has said it that I see someone here. God is going to make you blow. All of a sudden. You just go and sit down. You say, well, God has said it. My pastor has said it. And you're not doing anything about it. That's my pastor said it, faith. It will not happen. Nothing will happen if you don't take action. That is one I call holy water faith. People collect holy water. It's rampant all over Lagos. But they just collect it. They sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle it because they believe that that's going to work. Yoruba says, All these are dead. Faith is equal to dead plus good works. When you do the calculation, faith minus works is dead zero. When you take negative from this side and we put it on this side, it becomes positive, meaning that dead plus good works is faith. Meaning that when you say dead, dead means that 
you have no hope there's no hope you think there's everything is gone you cannot do anything you don't even know what to do you understand then you ask yourself what can i do then you put good works meaning that if you walk towards achieving a known prophecy you walk you act you know example you don't know where you're going to get a meal but you know that if you do something you do this you do this it will get near it it will strengthen your faith and that faith will continue to build up and that thing will surely come it will surely come it makes your faith stronger so what are good works you know good works are the actions you take that solves problems for yourself for your community for your family for your church your friends even your enemies as a christian you cannot say ah i'm on my lane no nobody i don't want to. i'm alone with my god i'm a, ha no 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 you can't say that because when you are washed by the blood you know you are made old you are made you are born again you are supposed to showcase god's love showcase that is the action you know god does not see a faithful servant saying that i'm alone with god god will not even look at you he must see you do things carrying out good works when you affect the lives of other people you affect the lives of your community people in your community you know these are the kind of things that is expected of you verse 15 says show verse 15 shows clearly an example of how we need to do it verse 15 says that you are not you 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 are supposed to you know um for example, if a brother or sister is in the face, he's poorly clothed and hungry. I mean, clothe him. Give him something. Somebody wants something, give the person. You know, in GFH, you know, we do everything for 50. You don't know how that blesses a lot of people. Have you seen people? People will come together. They will, they will come to buy things that in their lifetime, they, don't ever, they will never even ever think that they can have that kind of thing. And they will buy it for 50 naira. That is affecting your community. That is affecting the lives of people. That is an example of how we can demonstrate our faith with good works. So, the question is back to you. What have you done lately for anyone that is in need? We should showcase our faith, not in words, but with good works. You know, I mean, I, 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 could, this, I was like, when on Monday when I saw the list, the 118 salvations, I was clapping. I was like saying, Hallelujah. You know, the evilists would have been shouting, ah, see what God, what, see what, see what, see what is happening in God's favorite house. And if you're a worker in God's favorite house, you should be happy because they made those people to have a good and a God experience. You know, that is good works. Don't stop. Just keep on doing what God has put in your hands to do in his vineyard. Praise the Lord. Verse 17 says, so then, faith that doesn't involve action is what? It's phony. You know? I, I, I mean, going through, I mean, I had a lot of going back, you know, while preparing for this. You know, I, I remember when I was in secondary school, and um, we have this big biro, ball pen biro, that, that's called big. And um, so a company decided to do a not the would I call it fake? Maybe they just did something that looks like it, and so a lot of people. So they they actually diluted that market for them, and the big biro company thought ah, that time you don't see biro. I mean, biro is just commonplace. Nobody does adverts for biro if it's for fridge or anything. But the company that does big, they now want to do an advert. That advert, I don't know anybody that's in the eighties will know that advert. It says, if it's not big, na kwe kwe big. Nah, quick, quick, big. Nah, quick, quick. That thing was very trended a lot, you know. So when I was thinking about it, I said, this kind of faith that doesn't involve works that you don't have us is a phony work. It's a na quick, quick faith. I believe you don't want to exhibit na quick, quick faith. Praise the Lord. So we go to eighteen verse, verse eighteen to nineteen. But someone might object and say, one person has faith and another person has works faith works go ahead then and prove to me that you have faith without works and i will show you faith by my works as proof that i believe as proof that i believe 
You can believe all you want that there is one true God. That's wonderful. Mark this. But even the demons know this. And they tremble with fear before him. Yet they are unchanged. They remain demons. What was James trying to say here? You know, he was trying to convince people. But even, you know, one of the things I've learned in, 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 in the Christian work is that you don't argue. You don't argue with people that already have a mindset. It's like saying you want to argue with demons. They already have a mindset. They will fear before God. They will tremble before God. But they will never change. They will never. So you don't need to argue. But James was trying to argue it out here. He, he was clear. Faith without works. This is more like the demons who also believe that there is a God that rules in the affairs of men. They tremble with fear before him. But they, don't, they, they are not ready to change. They are not going to change. They will not change in their attitude. They will not change in their speech. They will not change in their way of life. When you have faith, your faith is to change you inside out. And this should be showcased by the works that you do. This works could be anything. It could be physical. It could be spiritual. It could be innovative. It could be supportive. You know? God is not in the business of asking us to have goosebumps when we are in his presence. At all. He wants you to show his expression in everything you do. Whether inside the church or outside the church. In whatever you do, wherever you are, he wants you to show his expression, which is the faith that you have by works. He wants you to show it. Because as far as he's concerned, faith is is a responsibility. Faith is a responsibility. Every possibility in life is accompanied with corresponding responsibility. Your responsibility here is to accompany your faith with good works. Praise the Lord. You know, Another thing that he wants us to do is not to judge ourselves by the faith of others. I mean, why would you judge? The, I mean, <laughs> there are some people that, when, I believe, when we read about the fathers of faith, I mean, the people of faith, you yourself, you will fear because you will look at it that, can I be, can I be like this? You know, can I be like this? You know? Um, don't judge yourself by the faith of another. We can uphold ourselves with, the, with like-minded faith. We can aspire to have the faith, you know, like the ancients, as it was mentioned, you know. But we need to understand something, that iron sharpens iron. We can hold the ladders of our leaders by faith and, with, and the works. We can uphold the faith of others by helping them to achieve what is required for them or required of them to get their faith working. When you do that, you are doing the good deeds that was mentioned by James. You know, that's what is expected of us. So, verse 20 to 24 says, Oh, feeble sons of Adam. I love this typity because it just, the expression is just awesome. Do you need further evidence that faith diverse from good works is phony? I wasn't our, wasn't our ancestor Abraham found righteous before God because of his works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Can't you see how his action cooperated, cooperated with his faith? And by his action, faith found its full expression. So in this way, the scripture was fulfilled. Because Abraham believed God, his faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. Ha! Ah. Ha! Ah. That's big. How can I have my faith exchanged for God's righteousness? You know, as I asked that question, I had my pastors laugh in my head. I was like, you know, that hearty laugh. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that is tough faith. You know, have you put yourself in front of your in front of the mirror and asked yourself, if I were Abraham, what I mean, truth be told, what decision will I will I have taken at that point in time? 
But because he took the right decision, because he took the decision to follow God's word, you know, believing that the word or the prophecy that was made before now that is going to be father of many nations will still be fulfilled, notwithstanding the death of his son. That's big. That's big. Even me. My heart did like this when I was reading it. So now it's clear that a person is seen as righteous in God's eyes, not merely by the faith that they exhibit. but by their works. What's my take on Abraham's response? You know, I, I thought about it. Well, Abraham definitely did not tell Sarah about this, um, using Isaac to, to sacrifice. Because I believe that, <laughs> I don't know, maybe by, I was making, I was making a joke this morning with my, my wife and <laughs> she said, she said, maybe by the time Abraham will wake up the next morning, Maybe Sarah and uh, Isaac would have reached London. <laughs> and Abraham would be calling, where, where are these people? They say, ah, our God, we don't need London, no. <laughs> we, we are not ready to follow you on that track that you are following, you know. Just, I mean, joke apart. Jokes apart. Abraham would not have told anyone. He fought with denial and brokenness. But he believed on the word. He had faith. That says... You had faith that says he will be a father of many nations. You know? I flipped it. Let's assume that it is you. God has promised you that, ah, you are going to be the CEO of this company that is very big worldwide. I said, the only thing I'm just asking for is that, is it this multi-million dollar uh, salary that you are collecting? Just leave it. Go to Costa Rica and stay there for five years. Build the church. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know whether a lot of people will, I don't know. Think about it for a second. <laughs> Let the answer be inside of you. Praise the Lord. Then this, you will understand why faith was exchanged, why Abraham's faith was exchanged for God's righteousness. You know, you must remember that our own moral compass, our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. Completely filthy rags. You know? So how should we believe God? How can we have an unwavering faith in this God? And not be, I'm not be paying lip service to it. You know, we should. Those are the questions we should be asking ourselves. You know, your actions and inactions determine your level of faith. Yes, it is good to speak or pray or claim or have or or say my father, my my pastor said it. But it is better if you take an action that speaks more of that faith and not just pay lip service to it. You know, at at the GWDIA, we just we just we have prayed. We have God has answered our prayers. It is clear, but we have to take action. You are looking for the fruit of the womb. Very easy. Get something for your baby. Put it in your room and be use that as a contact. Tell God. Let God know that you are expecting a baby boy by your blue. You are expecting a baby girl buy your pink. And if it is that you are looking for the abundance, don't forget to buy more than one. If you are expecting twins or triplets. God is in the business of doing great and wonderful things. And he has promised it. You know, you are trusting God for a job. Uh, where is your CV? Have you, have, you, have you taken your CV? Have you gone to somebody to look through your CV? Have you applied for that job that you are qualified for? Those are works. Nobody is going to do that for you. God is not going to come down from heaven to do that for you. He has answered the prayers. Yours is now to take action. You know? All your business needs an uplift. And you think just praying will do it. Oh God, no. Where are you going tomorrow? Think about it. If it's your, if it's your business, you are, if not where you believe those needs are being kept. The bank, your mentor, business schools take action your deeds are needed to demonstrate the kind of faith we are talking about here note you cannot be lazy and expect god to transform you you cannot be lazy and expect god to transform your business you cannot be lazy and expect god no matter whether the prophecy has been approved assigned sealed and delivered you know 
That reminds me of Daniel. Daniel prayed, prayed. He was praying, he was praying, he was praying. He sat down there, was praying. Only for them to say, this prayer was answered the first day that I started praying. Me, I don't know how everybody is, so, but I don't like God has answered prayer. Then everything that has to happen has to happen. You know? By Abraham's action, faith found its full expression. I pray that God will ensure, will, will help all of us to find the full expression of our faith in him in the mighty name of Jesus. So, 25 to 26, which is the last two verses. And the same is true of the prostitute named Rahab, who was found righteous in God's eyes by her works. For she received the spies into her home and helped them escape from the city by another route. For just as a human body without the spirit is a dead cause, so faith without the expression of good works is dead. You know, my take also on this was that I mean, this woman may have, may have even solicited for her business with these people. But they came, they told her, this is what we want to do. And she said, okay, if I help you, eh? And that was it. So what did she do? What did she do? You know, she hid them. She took action. You know, when they told her what they wanted, what they came to do, she believed she had faith. And what did she do? She hid them, she took action. And helped them escape, she took action. Double action for one faith. You know? What do you use your knowledge for as a person, as a Christian? What do you, what do you know? Do you just sit there and you just think, God, let me, you don't do any work in the, in, the, in the household of God. You don't do anything. You just come, you go, you come, you go, you come, you go. You take the word, you soak, 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 soak. Faith doesn't work that way. What is your skill set? You can write. Ah, we write devotionals. Come and sit down and write devotionals. You know, you are good in IT. Church office is there. Come and do something. Do something that will augment your faith. You are good in camera. You are, CMM is there. You go there. You are good, you know, in greeting people. You have first touch. You are good in doing stuff. I mean, find something to do. God wants to have his full expression in us. Those are the expectations. This needs to bring the full expression of God's love to bear on you and to bear on others. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, as we have started our journey on eagle's wings, I mean, it is imperative that we should know that paying lip service faith won't work. As I said, I mentioned them, lip service faith, I claim it faith, uh, what, what other thing, um, well, holy water faith, all those faiths will not work without the full measure of the works that is expected of you, you know. So, what have you left undone? What are you doing now? What have you left undone? What are the works that God has specifically called you for and you have left it? Start doing them now. You need to help you, you need help to strengthen your faith without doing great works. If you want to join uh, somewhere in church to start doing something, I mean, contact human capital, start doing something that shows your commitment and faith. Walk in the vineyard spiritually, that's your spiritual work. Walk your faith based on the prophecies you have had concerning yourself. In all these things, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't ever stop. And God will bless you in Jesus' name. Just remember that men of faith are hard workers spiritually. They don't, they just don't just do anything. I mean, I mean, we have typical examples all around us here. You know, men of faith are hard workers spiritually. They just, they're not lazy. They do the works. They follow the faith with the works. Same thing. Church people pray based on the word of God, which they had labored on. You know? They pray on the word of God, which they had labored on. 
And the more they declare the word, the more they are charged up. The more they say the word, the more they are charged up to take more action. That's what should be your focus going forward. I mean, as we've, we've, we've gone to the mountain, we've come back, we've done 21 days of fasting, we have done different things. This is the time that you also need to take action, take steps. And God will order your steps in Jesus' name. I pray that as we have read this James chapter 2 from 14 to 26, that the God of heaven will enable us to do great works in his vineyard, even in our own lives and in the lives of others in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that it will be great for us as we move forward in his vineyard in the mighty name of Jesus. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to see how James constructed the whole faith and works thing, and which gives us a very visible way of ensuring that we can clearly increase our faith, you know, while doing the works that God has set us aside to do. And I pray that God will continue to bless each and every one of us as we take steps to do works that support the faith that supports the faith that we already have in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Welcome, Papi. Hi, Pastor Shula. Welcome, sir. Well done. Uh, your smile is intoxicating. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. Yes, sir. Good teaching on We thank God. Please. So I, I, at this time, is where we expect to have questions from the online community. Are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm, I'm there. Okay. I, can, I can hear you. Okay. And we, we expect to get questions in from the online community and and, uh, and of course if you have any questions for me. Okay. Okay. I, I mean typically I, I definitely I'll have questions for you, no. <laughs> oh, so so I mean I I, I was I mean, I had read this Bible verse some, I mean, a couple of times, but I don't think I've ever sat down to look at it and look at it in different ways. I mean, I took the TPT version because it was just a converse, it was a conversatory kind of, you know, um, Bible verse. It was, uh, it's, it's like saying you are standing with James and you can hear what James is saying at that point in time, you know, and... So while doing that, I was asking questions. I was asking myself questions. Some of the questions I could answer. Some of them I couldn't. I couldn't answer. You know. So uh, one of the questions that came to me was about the testing of faith. You know. Um, so how do we know what are the pointers? Because it, I mean, what are the pointers that shows that God is testing one's faith? Because you know, at that point in time, even the works. It will be piling up. But God will just be looking at you like, okay, let me see whether it's going to break or not. You know, that kind of thing. Is it going to break? No. Is, not, is it going to break? No. It's not. Yeah, it's going to break. No. You know, that kind of thing. So how, what are the pointers? How do we know that God is testing our faith? You know, otherwise, just like I said um, with Daniel, Daniel's prayer was already answered the first day. Yes, I know that that was a toss in heaven, but, you know, it was already answered. But he kept on, it was, it just kept on, you know, despite the fact that he has not seen the answer. So how do we know? How, what are the pointers that shows that God is testing our faith at any point in time? Oh, as against what? As against if it's the enemy? Or yes, as against if it's the enemy. Yes. You know, or if it's just coincidental, right? So, yes, so do that. As against if it is the enemy, because if it is the enemy, it's clear. But as against, or as against if it is coincidental, whether we don't even know where it's coming from. Okay, so one thing that 
is very clear. You know, in our work with God and from the finding of scriptures is that everything is a test. Everything. Yes. The ones that think are purely things later, they are tests. Even the one the enemy has brought, the test. And of course, the one God has brought is also a test. So the intentions may be different. So enemy's intention is mostly to destroy us because his objective is to steal, to kill, and, and to destroy. No, however, God's intention is to bring life out of us yes. through the situation. So I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So yeah. the two intentions are completely different, but the situation is challenging. That is that is mind blowing. Wow. So you just assume, no matter where it's coming, because the situation is the same. Just assume it is a test. Then you you can easily have a focus on how you are responding to such. Okay, that's 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 clear. You know. Um, I, maybe one more question. Um, you know, um, one of the things that I I got from TPT was about the full expression of our faith in God. You know the full expression of our faith in God. So, um, the as children, you know, we usually express faith and works in the same way. You know, and so Abraham obeyed God, trusting God in a way that is not normal. But me, I think it's not normal because <laughs> you know I mentioned it. I was discussing my wife this morning. Just she said, Ah, I my <laughs> You just call us in the morning. We'll say, ah, we are not here. <laughs> Who are you ready to? No, we are not. Go and, go and talk to your God. You know? No, do you think he could have asked any other person? Do you think God would have asked any other person? Not recording in, in, I mean, in, I mean, we have not read anything in the Bible. The same thing, and they have taken a different, uh, uh, they, they've given a different response. That's a very good question because you realize that the things that have, that have happened to fathers of faith, God keeps asking us the same things in different ways. So there are people, there are men that God has asked to sacrifice something very precious that the truth is, their wives have gone to London. <laughs> their wives have looked at the situation and they're like, this guy is crazy. You know, I'd rather go with my children. And that has happened. So what uh, your wife was saying is still practical. Now, so God, yes, in this current time, we know that God still challenge that Joseph went through, things that David went through, the things that Abraham went through, why God will not ask us to kill our children physically today, I mean, to sacrifice, even Abraham, I mean, he wasn't required really to sacrifice the child. 
you know, at the end of the day. So God still and if you can see that rather that God still places that demand today. Yeah. Clear that God, God might have done it in the past. And uh, you know, maybe nobody really trusts that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, that's 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 something. I, I mean, if I remember, I, I remember sometime. I think that that will be. I mean, maybe the third anniversary of um, GFH. Then I remember when God just laid on laid it on us, not on me. Ah, uh, no, it wasn't on me. I think he knew my he knew my he knew my uh, Achilles heel. He laid it on, so we were at home and not so much money, but God just laid it on us to give to a to a ministry to um <laughs> and the money i had was was house rent and <laughs> i've never been flustered like that before i said no. lie lie i said lie lie um it's not going to happen this guy no, did you do you think you had god is it god that you had or your brain or your mind was talking was playing tricks on you she said ah god said that we should give it so Reluctantly, we went to Ibadan, we did that thing. When I go to the when we go to the man, the man that is the head of the of the um, ministry, and the man looked at me. He said, "You don't want to give this money." I said, "No." He said, "See, I will put you out of your misery. Whether you like it or not, I will collect it." <laughs> Whether you like or you don't like, your mind is it's me. God has given me the he said I should collect it and I'm going to collect it. So when he did that thing, I had peace, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the normal inconveniences and everything. But is it when the thing turned? Oh. I was just like, what? Where is that man? Let us go and give him everything. <laughs> you know, because it was just it was just like light and day. Everything just changed abruptly over like within nine months everything just changed and i was wondering what was happening what was happening what was happening but it made me understand that is there are times when god just speaks it may not pick it may not pick the channel that it thinks is the um because when my wife was telling me i was just like uh, madam madam i think you are just dreaming uh, this, this dream that you're having i don't understand you know that kind of thing you know so it's i mean it's something that i mean it's akin to what that question about what you hold there and god is asking and you know you should be able to um give it to 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 him you know, I, I think that is a question. Is this a question? Okay, uh, I can't see it. Though. Why, why are you trying to get the question? Yeah. So, and look at you today. You are not paying house rent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So without God, that's one great testimony. <laughs> ah, that's one great testimony. I, I mean, it's it's just awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, God does great things and can really thank him for what he has done. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, then just, just, just by the side, I mean, for people that are, you know, we're talking about works, act, being active in church, you know, a lot of people take actions, these actions, they take it with levity, they believe, you know, um, well, I mean, what are the things uh, I'm doing this, I've been doing this in church for years, so uh, it, it's nothing, it's just normal. I mean, I don't know whether you want to speak to particularly the workers, you know, letting them understand that um, what they are doing in church is exactly what God requires of them. No matter where they are serving, you know, it's important to him that they build up their faith with what they are doing currently. I don't know whether you want to speak to that, sir. Okay, I mean, I think I'll just go with what you said earlier on. Because the fact that when you talk about the number of people that give their life to Christ on Sunday, um, 119 at the different locations, in HQ, in Calabar, in Cape Town, in Dallas, in, you know, we had people surrender to Jesus. Now, the way you tied it up together, it's just what it is, which is 
no matter what you are doing, what you have done on Sunday, let's say to arrange the cable, for instance, that cable carried signal. That signal carried the gospel. And people heard the gospel. And then had Jesus being lifted up. And they responded to, to that. And their lives changed. That is why we do what we do. And that's why we continue to do what we do. Let's say yours is to greet and to welcome someone to church. You welcome the person to church. You smile, the person feels comfortable. The person is receptive to the word of God. The person hears the word of God. The person surrenders to Jesus. Guess what? In heaven, it is recorded on your account. And that is why we do the things that we do. And we can apply it to different areas, those that work in children's church, to those that clean, those that sing, you know, to those that provide security, to those that pack cars, you know, and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 good. Um, so there's a question that is coming from uh, the online church. He said, "So what do we say to people who have acted, bought their baby things or wedding gowns, and yet nothing has happened? How do you encourage such people when days have turned into years of waiting?" Papi, you need to answer this one. I'm just going to ask you if you wanted to go first. Okay. Uh, well, uh, so what, what I see to it is um, there's, no, there's no limit to our faith. There's no limit to our faith. And I mean, as we continue to do the things that is that are required for us to continue to build up our faith we can't stop and that's one of the things i said we can't stop at any point in time you may think that it is turning to years you know but if we sit down and even we look into the word of god we see that a lot of these people a lot of our i mean the fathers of faith the people of faith it's not the thing that happened to them did not happen in one year did not happen in two years did not happen in three years did not happen in four years you know it was like it was a long they were in it for the long haul a short haul thing you know so as christians we need to first of all understand that god is not in it for the short haul with us he's not saying uh just Pray to me today and I'll do it tomorrow. That's not what he's promising. He's no. saying that he is going to ensure that our latter end is better than our former. That's what he has told us. And if that's the case, I mean, we can only oh. continue to encourage people that have acted. That yes, you know, you continue to just bring it up to God. To say, God, I have done what you have asked me to do. I've acted. I've done this. I've done that. But oh. I'm also I'm I'm standing with you and I'm saying I will continue oh. to believe that you are going to do this because you have prophesied it. You know, I mean I I was you know during the during the G during during the GWDI there was some you know you made a, a particular pronouncement I think during one of the videos and I started smiling I started laughing because you see some of those things that you said they are not things that were today you know they were things of two years, four years, five years, you know, that the same thing has come, has been said, but the f complete expression has not come to the fore, you know? So, I mean, I will only tell people, if we, know, I mean, if anybody that's hearing now, that if you know these kind of people, one of the jobs that we need to do, one of the actions we need to take is to continue to encourage them. We don't leave them alone. We don't feel that they are alone. We encourage them. It's part of the actions that God is expecting, part of the works that God has put in our hands to do, to continue to encourage them, to continue to be there for them, to continue to hold their ladder, you know, at that, at that point in time, to make sure that they don't look at any other thing. They focus on that thing that they have faith for. And I believe that God will always do it. I mean, it's that, that's, that's the way I... I, I see it. Absolutely. I don't think so. Uh, 
um, like you said, gold is a myth for the long haul. You know, um, case in point, Abraham, man we are studying today, waited for 25 years. Now, he, he never knew how long he would wait. You know, personally, I have come to a point in my um, work with God that I've put to God on certain issues that I want to be clear. Let's be clear here, sir. If you, if you don't do this thing, I will still follow you. I will still accept you <laughs> with all my heart. Nothing is going to change, you know. And it sets me free, you know. It, by making such statements, you don't, you're not just doing God a favor. Actually, set yourself free to serve God in spirit and in truth. And in retrospect, it shortens your days of waiting because you are without care anymore. You are without, uh, oh, look at me. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no pity party. You know, you are free to serve God. So, yes, the long haul, not only we, as we are around them, encouragement is super important. So, to encourage them and keep expecting ourselves is totally needed, you know. And for us, like, those that are in that kind of situation, to realize that, look, God has said it. Now, in addition to what I said to God, which is, if this never gets done, you yeah. know, I I will continue to serve you with the same fervency and increased fervency as I grow in you. That's one. Yeah. Secondly, secondly, I also assured myself, I assured God that I will die trying. I will mm. die believing. I will mm. Last break that I take. Last Pardon me? As a last car check up. <laughs> <laughs> this promise will come to pass. This is what God has said. God says I'm gonna I'm gonna lend to nations. God says I will not borrow. I be, actually believe it with all of my heart. You know? And it is not a condition for me to serve God. But it is a promise that I will see in my lifetime in the name of Jesus. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. Amen. We should have that kind of that kind of mentality towards what God yeah. has spoken, what his word. I think that's kind of that's the kind of mentality we need to have so that at least we can set ourselves free from the encumbrances and then focus on what he has promised or prophesied concerning us. Um, I don't know there's I don't think there's any other question. Why there's why there's, why there's no other question? I, I just read something online which is so powerful, which is also that the person says that sometimes the answers to protracted prayers will be wisdom God gives us to navigate and solve that problem. You see, so that is so true. You know yeah. sometimes the answer is it's not going to fall on our laps. Sometimes yeah. God will give you wisdom to take a route to get the, yeah, mm. absolutely correct. Mm. That's absolutely correct, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any more questions. Yeah. So no more questions. So, Papi, any last words? Well, thank you very much, Pastor Shola, again, for um, amazing teaching. God bless you. Thank you, Papi. I mean, um, we have been encouraged, we have been challenged, and, you know, we are fired up to keep believing and keep practicalizing our faith, not to have quite queer faith. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, quick, feet. <laughs> like, like you said, you know, and, uh, and yes, so God bless you. Amen, amen. Okay. So, Papi, we want to do the closing prayers? Yes, please. So, thank you very much, Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Thrive today. And uh, I'm sure your faith has been uh, elevated to higher 
level. So, as we go, we ask Father to present with us. Breathe upon us, let your name be glorified. You, Jesus, mighty name, we are praying. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Let's make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Let's lift up his countenance upon you and give you Amen. every single day of your life. Amen. So it is, I shall be. Jesus, mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 So, that's very hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uplifting. Ah, uh, we are lifted. We are lifted all the way <laughs> on Eagle's way. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Tell it in a cause of a tassie and get it with